This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Voters across America are heading to the voting booths today to decide the look of the 116th Congress. If polling projections are to be believed, Republicans will hold on to their majority in the Senate and Democrats could take control of the House. Be sure to check out tomorrow's AgriPulse newsletter for a deep dive on the new makeup of Capitol Hill and what that means for farm policy. In the meantime, Senator Chuck Grassley says Smithfield has questions to answer over its potential participation in the Trump administration's trade assistance package. Grassley says he has raised questions over the company's eligibility for the food purchase and distribution program within the trade package, and those questions have not been adequately addressed by the company. But they knew that I was raising questions. I wasn't uh, making statements or condemnations. I wanted information. And they made it sound like I was condemning them when it's very clear they knew a long time before they wrote the article that I was uh, just raising questions, nothing more. And so uh, Smithfield should have answered the questions and otherwise shut up. Grassley says the Chinese ownership of the company is troubling. Larry Pope, who was CEO of Smithfield in 2013, made the case that selling Smithfield to the Chinese would help more pork uh, from the United States get into Asia after the transaction. That is precisely the kind of ridiculous business practice President Trump is trying to end with China. We shouldn't have to sell our companies to the Chinese to be able to do business in their country. But this is the case the CEO of Smithfield made to justify their transaction back in 2013. In a Des Moines Register editorial, Smithfield says the participants in the food purchase program are not receiving government aid. The program includes about $1.2 billion in commodity purchases, about half of which is intended for purchases of pork products. A beef checkoff lawsuit will be expanded to include at least 13 other states. That's after a federal district court in Montana granted a motion from RCAF USA to expand a lawsuit brought against the beef checkoff in that state. The case contends producers' First Amendment rights were being violated due to forced funding of speech with which they may disagree. The case has already resulted in an injunction prohibiting the Montana Beef Council from collecting beef checkoff assessments from producers without a voluntary opt-in from assessed parties. Now, RCAF CEO Bill Bullard says if RCAF's lawsuit is successful, cattle producers in Hawaii, Indiana, Kansas, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Vermont, and Wisconsin will send their checkoff assessment directly to the Checkoff Beef Board, the national governing arm of the checkoff. RCAF contends state beef councils could be laundering checkoff dollars for policy purposes by sending them to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. NCBA flatly denies that accusation. Kendall Frazier is the group's CEO. He says the beef checkoff and NCBA have passed regular audits, and by pursuing the lawsuit, quote, RCAF has become nothing more than a front group for activists seeking to divide the industry, lessen beef demand, and drive producers out of business. Finally today, the Purdue University and CME Group Ag Economy Barometer jumped 22 points in October, indicating improving producer sentiment over current conditions and future expectations. The numbers are about the same level as readings from this spring prior to the emergence of a trade dispute and tariff battle with China, which caused a sharp decline in prices of many commodities. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. 
Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Kansas City at the annual convention of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, I'm Spencer Chase.